meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. Pleasure. So nice to meet you. Yes. I know it's probably so disappointing. Cool. Imagine you pull up a tune. Yeah. Oh nice God, to meet you, Nate. It's a pleasure. So no, thank you. Oh my, are you guys kidding me? Thank you for. No way. This is our new. This is our new mascot for the podcast. This is my Look at him. Look, he loves the camera. He knows what to do. Look, he's looking right at the legs. Welcome to another episode of the Youth Nation <laughs> podcast, episode number 20. We're Let's so go. Oh, yeah. We're so excited. We got Nate Diaz co-hosting today. But what we're uh, super excited not for the UFC fighter. is to have, not, <laughs> not the UFC fighter, just to clarify. Yeah, not the UFC fighter. <laughs> we have Girls Gone Bible on the pod today. And oh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your guys' first podcast this is our you've first ever podcast. been on yes ever being a guest yeah being we're absolutely guest. honored to have you guys this we is gonna be so fun i can tell already I'm <laughs> yeah. so thank you guys so much oh thank yeah for you. sure um you guys just so so we had aaron on yesterday mm -hmm. and you guys just dropped an episode with his father erwin yeah. How, how was that? It looked incredible. It was so, it, so he was our first guest ever. And Erwin, I've been coming to Mosaic for two years on oh, wow. and off. And he's just been like, he, he changed my faith. Like he did so much for me. He, he's mm. honestly the reason why I started getting so obsessed with the Bible and started being like, this is actually the most important part of life and my faith and everything. Jeez. And so to have him on, and I've always had so many questions for him because mm -hmm. he's so intelligent and so intellectual that I had all these questions about the Bible and about Jesus. And so we had him on and I was like, I don't wanna do anything else except ask you a bunch of questions, yeah. like all the things I've been thinking. So wow. it was so fun and people loved it. Oh yeah. We were like two kids on that. Truly, you, yeah. <laughs> Just I, asking him questions. Yeah. I I wanted to just tell you guys that Elevation Church actually changed my life no when way. I was going through a bad time and when I was first getting into my faith. Wow. Um, I found Stephen Furtick on Instagram and then I just started becoming obsessed with him, like his um his services. And he changed my life, you guys. Jeez. And I yeah. would say to myself, I hope someday I get to meet him to tell to tell him that yeah. he he really did. He wow. made such a difference mm. in my life and in my hardships. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's why when you guys emailed me, I was like, this is crazy. Oh so happy. That's so, yeah. so his son is, is normally the other host on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were kind of the ones who kind of started it. And wow. It's been so fun and He's so much like his father. And yeah, you guys will meet him for sure. What a That's great church. Yeah, we're yeah. going to make a trip out to North Carolina yes, very soon. Yes. For sure. She was just telling me, she's like, I look, you kind of want to move to North Carolina. I, <laughs> she's dying to get out I of that I feel way. called to <laughs> we'll it, you guys. Feel yeah. called to it, yep. yeah. set up a trip, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make it. We'll That's make it light. We yeah, really, we really will. should. For sure. We will. Yeah. That's light work for sure. Well, what I, what I want to talk about first is just like, when we were prepping for this episode, and I, I had come across you guys on social media first, mm -hmm. um, and from the outside looking in, maybe it doesn't feel like this to you guys, but from the outside looking in, it seems like you guys literally like blew up out of nowhere. Like yeah. all of a sudden it was just mm -hmm. like, girls gone Bible all over my feed. Our team was like, dude, you guys should get these girls on. They're like, whatever watching other people like comment on your, you know, your journey. They're like, are they like a Christian industry plant? Like where, where did they come from? How, how did Girls Gone Bible come about? 
Yeah. So it's so funny that you say that about the industry plan. I only learned what that meant recently. And I've seen that about us so many times. And I've been told to take it as a compliment because I'm like, that's insane. But so I had started, Ari and I have been best friends for a while. And our friendship was founded on literally chasing Jesus and pursuing Jesus together. We met during a time that we were both down bad not well. We had just gone through breakups. We swore off men. We're like, we're done. Like we are focusing (laughs) on God. Yeah. And so for a couple of months, we had sleepovers every night and we watched The Chosen every night and read the Bible together every day and then started, like, it's just so obvious what God was doing during this time. And then we started to minister to all of our girlfriends around us and the people around us. And we live in LA, so there's a lot of dark things. We have a lot of friends who, you know, have substance abuse issues and all that. And they were coming to us looking for help and guidance and how to how to live right by God. And then I started posting videos on TikTok and God had been calling on me for a while to start speaking about Him in public. And I was always like, not me, God. Like, I promise you there's somebody else like more equipped for the job. It's I, You have the wrong person. Um, but then I finally started to post some videos. And then I went to Ari. We were sitting and talking one time. And we were like, these conversations that we're having in private and helping the people around us, let's just, let's just record something one day. We didn't even think of podcasts. Like we didn't know what we wanted. We just needed something long form that we could go on and and put on the internet. And then we recorded an episode, held on to it for like a month because we were like, this is embarrassing. This is weird. I watched the episode and I was, I looked at her, I go, because I was so new into my faith. I mean, I didn't grow up religious. I had to find God on my own. And I looked at her and I go, you better find another co-host because Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about my pain and how I I, like, I can't do this, Angela. So find another co-host. And then she- absolutely not. And then she took (laughs) clips of it and she put it on, was it TikTok? Yeah, I put on TikTok. And then they started doing like, that's what started exploding is our clips together from um, an episode that we never even released. And we looked at each other and we saw the numbers like- Every single hour, like another thousand, another thousand, another thousand. And we're looking at at each other being like, what is going on? And then, so we decided we're going to go in and then, and because everyone kept commenting and being like, where is this podcast? Where can we watch this? And we felt like a responsibility that clearly something is happening and and people want to listen. And if we have the power to point people's eyes to Jesus, like we've got to go and do something like that. It's all we could ever ask for in Mm -hmm. life. And so we went, recorded our testimonies video. We'll never watch we'll it. Never watch it. <laughs> like we can't even imagine how, because we've obviously gotten more comfortable as time has gone on. But we put that out, and then I truly don't know what happened. It, I don't even remember. I don't either. The Instagram, it, it really like popped off on Instagram, and then the YouTube. I don't know. I I honestly don't even remember how it happened. We just all of a sudden got here, and we're like, all right, we we have a lot on our shoulders and we've got to do right by God. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And something I love that you said is that this wasn't birthed out of mm-hmm. a place of like, we got this new fire for Jesus and like we need to launch a podcast or create clips. It was like, you guys were seeking God in your, in your own time together. Yeah. You know, having your sleepovers, reading your Bible together. And it came out of an overflow of mm-hmm. like that secret time that yeah. you guys had, yeah. which I think is so beautiful. Like, I think there's so much to that. 
Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to ask the question because obviously like for somebody who doesn't know that, like it seems like you guys came out of nowhere. Yeah. But you guys really yeah. have been on a journey of seeking God, opening up your Bible, like getting after it. And then what you get to do is just literally an overflow mm -hmm. of it's your time. It's the greatest purpose. And we were watching how much we were helping our friends just mm -hmm. by praying for them, praying on them and how much it was changing them. And we're like, if yeah. we can do this for younger girls, for younger boys, for just people, like people need help. Yeah. Need we need Jesus. to get the word, word out there. And just, we just felt God's hands all over this, all over this podcast. And we were like, he's gonna carry us through. On days when I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna say, I felt like he was my mouthpiece and he mm. just- wow. So it was, it's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is so beautiful. Yeah. So backing up real quick, just just for everybody watching, where, where are you guys originally from? I'm originally from a small town in Massachusetts. You could probably hear my accent, right? A little, a little bit. bit, right? I think maybe the, the valley girl took over a bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. Where are you from? I'm from, um, I grew up in Connecticut, and then I spent some years in Florida. So I'm just like all down the East Coast. Spent Heck a little yeah, time right. in New York as well. Nice. What part of Florida did you go Clearwater? to? Clearwater. Oh, no way. Do you know where Clearwater? I'm from? You're, fr you're from. Stop. I swear. How no. old are you? I'm, how old? Yeah. 27. So you, did you go to high school in Clearwater? Yeah, but what? I went to I went to Palm Harbor my first two years and then I went to Countryside for my last oh two. Oh my gosh. Stop. What? Did you I graduated in 2015. I'm 26. Okay. But I went to a small private school called Indian Rocks Christian. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, swear. you didn't. That's insane. Dude, that's crazy. What's your background? What's your ethnicity? Oh, pff. about as white as you can get. <laughs> all right, all right. Polish and Lithuanian, <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's a European awesome. boy. A European that's a boy. European boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm Albanian, so you probably know a lot of Albanians yeah. out there. Yeah. I think okay, you might be the I first thought, one I met. Really? I, thought I we, think so. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I thought I heard an accent, but I couldn't, yeah, couldn't know that bit. one it was. Yeah, holy cow. That's you yeah, graduated crazy. in 14? 14, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, we played countryside in like sports that's and like all crazy. that stuff. Nuts. Oh, my Gosh, God. That's actually so crazy. I wish I went to a Christian high school. Me too. Like, I wish I would have been. I probably would have avoided some stuff had I gone to like a Christian high school. Maybe. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I went to a Christian college and I'll tell you what. It was Really? Why? What was it like? I'm really curious. I mean, it's different everywhere, right? It was, this one was like a bigger Christian university, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer. You can get into whatever you want to get into, where, no matter. No matter. It's yeah. so true. Like it is what you make it. And so yeah, like there's some. A lot of people came to that school from like a crazy background and ended up finding like a lot of shelter. Yeah. Like yeah. for their hearts and for their souls. And then there was a lot of homeschool kids that were like, "I'm coming to college to wild out." Yeah. And yeah. they did exactly that. They yeah. just did it on a Christian campus. So it's so true. It's it's everywhere you go. It's just a matter of what you surround yourself with. Honestly. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Which is like. For sure. That's Same fun. thing with Christian high school and stuff. Yeah. You got everything going on. Yeah. I guess it's our motto living here. You know, it's like we we live in a little bubble, so we don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we're really intentional about who we surround ourselves yeah. with. We're really huge. big believers in you are the five closest people to you. Absolutely. And wow. You need to, yeah, be strong enough in your faith that you can go out into the world and change the world. Like we've got to be out there, but at the same time, you have to be aware of your own weaknesses and and like and just make sure that you don't put yourself in a compromised position. Yeah, you know, that's to become great. someone you aren't. Yeah, for sure. No, that's actually so dope. I, you you guys said something earlier that was I'm, I'm I just haven't been able to shake it. Like 
It reminds me of what we talked about on the Charles podcast. We had a friend come on recently. He was talking about like his yes to the Lord in regards to like his visible ministry mm-hmm. all came from a place. He was like, I just started telling my friends about Jesus because my friends really needed help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, and even like, especially because we live in the age of influence and like it's so, everyone wants like a platform so yeah. bad. People go after platforms, but they literally can't even honor the people that God has given them, yeah. like their neighbors. Like you don't even know your neighbors. How are you supposed to… Mm want hundreds and thousands of followers to speak on something that you can't even speak to your best friend about. Oh, yeah. That might not be on the same page. So I just, that just, that actually really impacted me that you guys have that approach to what you're doing on the podcast. It's like, it just started because we needed Jesus and our friends needed Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know what? A lot of people write into us asking like, how, how, how should I start my ministry? How should I start my platform? And you always hear people saying ministry, ministry is where y- you are. Yep. Yeah. Like it's around, mm-hmm. it's, it, first of all, it starts within your family and then to your friends and to the people around you. And that's what we did for a long time. Truly, we, I, I, I can speak for myself in saying I never thought I was going to have a platform, nor did I want one. Yeah. I had spent years since I was like 23. I had, I got sober when I was 23. And um, after that is when the Lord really pursued me and he and I came into a really incredible thing together. But it was years of just me by myself with Jesus. I didn't even have any Christian friends. Like I really didn't have Christian friends. I have my mom who's a strong believer in Jesus and my sister-in-law and we would pray together. But other than that, like it was truly me and God by myself in my room, getting obsessed with the Bible, reading, Mm -hmm. learning about Jesus. And he was doing all of this and he really prepared me in secret by myself. And then eventually I started becoming comfortable in praying for people. And then I... God gifted me with like a boldness where I no longer cared if people thought I was weird for loving Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And and then so we would, and then me and Ari met and then two the two of us together are very bold with you. <laughs> like we go into spaces where people really aren't fans of Jesus. They get really uncomfortable here in LA. Yeah, they Jesus. do. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other conversation that we can talk <laughs> about. Crazy. But yeah. So like, obviously there's, it's not all you do, right? The podcast is just a part of who you guys are. Yeah. Right? It's just a small part. Like, what is, what does that look like? What do you guys do outside of that? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, you know, it's so funny. Everyone asks us this and we are, I think we are two of the sim- most simple girls. Yeah. Her and I are like in this little bubble. We wake up in the morning, we have our coffee, we have our Jesus time. We go to the gym, we do Pilates. We go get another coffee. (laughs) Yeah, it's like store. We were just saying though. I'm like, and we need to get some hobbies. Like we need to do. We need to start playing Uh, tennis. Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball Oh, I actually love pickleball. You play pickleball? I've played a couple times. I'm not that good, but I really want to get good at it. And I want to. Yeah. So fun. Do you like it better than tennis? I've never gotten into tennis, but pickleball. We're obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. We've been playing. It's almost bad. Like yeah, it's saying it, like, yeah, we almost have issues. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I get obsessed with stuff like that, though. Yeah. Like sports. I did Muay Thai for a while and oh, I dang. was training twice Holy. a day. She's a for killer. Like six <laughs> months. I was, yeah. So, what you're telling me is you beat that out of everyone in this sport. Don't pick a fight. I would never. I would never. That's why when you said you were Nate Diaz, I was like, she's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, because <laughs> she, I. She, I brings go- her, she comes in padded up. Right, right, right. Imagine. <laughs> I did Google you and the, the, that came up. I was like, yeah. whoa. He, it's he's so a podcaster now. That's so hilarious. Bad, Imagine. That's so funny. It, it, yeah. It's just bad. We'll, we'll get into details after about the funny stuff that comes right. up. Right. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. That's yeah. hilarious. 
But um, and Ari's a model. I'm an actress. So that's what we do outside the podcast. Um, and I've been in LA for about nine years now. I've been here for 12. Yeah. Wow. And Crazy. Yeah. And acting has just been my thing the whole time. I went to school out here for acting um, and then graduated and then just went in head first. And that's what I do outside the podcast. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's sick. What's some of the, what's some of like the stuff you've been in? Well, I um, was on American Horror Story <laughs> yes, for a while, um, and I have done uh, a bunch of things. I was in a movie with Kelsey Grammer. I was just in a Tyler Perry movie a couple weeks ago. No that'll, way. It's called Red, White, and Black, and it'll be coming out soon in wow. a couple of months. Awesome. Yeah, um, I was in a big feature last year called Spin the Bottle. It's actually a really good movie, despite the title. And <laughs> that'll be coming out probably next summer. Dang. Yeah, awesome. and a bunch of shows, a lot of stuff along the way. Yeah. Do you have any, like, favorites? Like, oh, like, this was my favorite thing to be a part of? Probably the movie that I did last year, Spin the Bottle, it is, it has, it's, it has sublim very subliminal faith messages underneath. Wow. Um, and that was really cool for me. It dealt with the supernatural and... Um, Obviously, it's not like a Christian movie, but it does, it did have some sort of ties in my mind to faith mm -hmm. and about how, you know, lightness must overcome darkness and stuff like that. That's when does so that cool. come out? Um, they're shopping it around, but hopefully next summer, mm -hmm. by next summer. That's fire. Yeah. And you, Ari, like, what is, have you, I mean, we, we, we found the Ari body, which is fire. Explain, yeah. like, the heart so cool. behind oh, that. Oh, yeah, That's so sick. yeah. I started that during COVID, um, and I, I wanted it originally to be good, the good kid because that phrase is like my phrase. But mm. um, yeah, Ari Body, I started it with, I modeled for a company called Naked Wardrobe. Um, I've been the face for them for about seven years. And so I started my line with them and then eventually um, started my own. And um, yeah, and then I had the good kid capsule. And yeah, the good kid means my dad always said it growing up, like, Oh, he's a good kid. Like everyone's a good kid. When you have a good heart and you're a good kid. So, Dang, that's so yeah. Cool. I yeah. Love that. You're a good kid. Good kid. Good kid. Good kid. Good kid. Yeah. <laughs> that's so dope. I love that. Um, so, I, just researching you guys and stuff, I, I really feel like, and your first episode you were saying was like kind of like your testimonies. Like, I would really love to hear, and especially for like the youth watching, what, mm. what was y'all's journey to Jesus? Doesn't have to first? be the whole, you know, yeah. our episode. But. No, yeah. Let's, I'll try to make it quick. Basically, I grew up loving Jesus my whole life with really never knowing who he was because I didn't know what was in his word. And that's, I think, why I'm so obsessed with the Bible. And it's what I encourage people the most with is that you need to be in the word daily and you need to know Jesus in that way. Um, I, when I, Came when I got out of college, I started to experience really bad anxiety for the first time in my life. Um, so much so, like, I, I mean, anxiety had its foot on my neck. Like, it was, I was having panic attacks all day. I couldn't drive a car for a couple of years. I developed all these phobias. I couldn't be on balconies. I was scared of heights. Like, I was scared of everything. I was lit, like, and we know what the enemy does with fear. That's his number one way because he will make you a shell of yourself mm. and you can't. Uh, accomplish anything for the kingdom of God when you are afraid and down. And that's what he did with me for a long time. And then I started to, I didn't know anything about 
mental health issues. It was like, a, a you know, a couple years ago where it wasn't as much of a topic as it is now. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know about spiritual warfare or any of this stuff. So I started to self-medicate with alcohol because it's the only thing that I knew how to do. Um, and that went on for a little while. And I kind of just got into a really, really dark, scary, bad spot that I thought I was never going to get out of. I truly thought that mm -hmm. that was going to be who I was for the rest of my life. And I met my pastor in Florida named Socrates. He's from Clearwater. But um, I met him and he started praying for my family and he started praying for me every day. And I would call him every day and be like, Socrates, I didn't really know how to pray for myself yet. So I would call him to pray for me every day. Mm -hmm. And he prayed for me every single day. And then he started to tell me to pray for myself. And he showed me how to pray. This is what you say. This is, you have authority over these things. You get it out. You, you know what I mean? And then one day on Thanksgiving in 2019, I don't know what it was. And that's why I know that's the day that God saved me because he literally took it out of me. I stopped mm. drinking and I never picked it back up and I'm going on four years now. Wow, wow. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. It's yeah, huge. I like, and I, I never went to a program. I didn't go to therapy, nothing. Like it was just Jesus, just mm. Jesus. And from that day, he got me spiritually clear because you know when you're taking substances or anything like that, you you are spiritually clouded. You can't really have that strong of a relationship with God. So he got me clean. He got me good. And that's when he did a work in me. And that's when he and I came into like communion together and started living together every day. Wow, that is beautiful. Thanks. Wow. I love that story. It never gets old. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, for me, I I went through the darkest time of my life. I mean, I truly couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it. It got so bad. And I was completely isolated. I was live here in LA. And um, I saw this little church by my house. And I was like at the, I was at the end. Like I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I walked into this church and I sat down and I just let everything out. I started weeping and talking and letting everything that I was feeling out. And I felt this presence that is so unexplainable. It was like a parent just holding me. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I felt like it was gonna be okay. And I felt safe and I felt not alone. And it was a feeling that not my friends could give me, my my own parents, a therapist. And um, in that moment, I just could hear God being like, just keep going, just keep going. I'm developing you, just mm. keep going. And I think sometimes when we're going through pain, we need to realize that when God says no, it's it's, he's protecting you. And when he says, wait, he's developing you. Mm -hmm. And so he's not going to take the pain away sometimes when you're, he, he, he's a healer, but sometimes it's necessary for you to go through such pain mm -hmm. because he really is developing you. And now that I look back on the pain, I can see exactly what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kept asking him and talking to him, God, who do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? I was going through such a heartbreak. I had no purpose. I felt so purposeless. I mean, mm -hmm. I was acting and modeling, but I felt like I was meant to do more. And I was at such a standstill with my life. And I just kept saying, 
bring me the right people. Who do you want me to be? And I just kept asking him that. And shortly after that, he brought me Angela. Wow. And, um, and it just, he changed my whole life. I look back and I'm like, if he never brought me through such deep pain, I truly wouldn't be able to sit up here yeah. wow. and, um, and do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, so yeah, that's how I found him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the pain. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. This has been, I feel like, a a conversation we've been having a lot lately. Like, even in the house, like, suffering. Like, there's an aspect of God's love that the Bible describes as Mm long-suffering. Yeah. Which, like, literally is like, we are going to suffer for a long time together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's where you realize, like, the most, like, I'm in need of a Savior. Yeah. It's not even my responsibility to save myself. I couldn't if I tried. Mm -hmm. Like, and we've talked a lot. Like, there's been like this constant theme, honestly, this year has been like holding me and like keeping me tethered is the story of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And literally, I don't know why I have, I literally have to bring it up because I read this the other day in a different translation and it rocked me because Jesus gets the news that Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus has died. And then he says, this is in verse four of John 11. He says, but when Jesus heard this, he said, the illness does not lead to death. It's for the glory of God so that the son of God might be glorified through it. Mm-hmm. And I literally got rocked in my room. I was like, whoa. Like I started bawling my eyes yes. out. I was like, it's all like, it's all for him. Yeah. It's all for like him. it's all it, to bring us into his likeness, into his image. It, that's what we're made for. Mm-hmm. Like we look like our dad. Mm-hmm. And the, but, but sometimes the only thing that can yield that kind of of love and affection and intimacy is suffering. Mm-hmm. And then even in that, it's not like God is sitting up in the clouds watching us suffer going, don't worry, like it's going to get better. Like he sits down with Mary and Martha and Jesus cries with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he feels it. Like we have a high priest that understands. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. he's not just far off in the clouds. Like he really does understand what it's like to be tempted. He understands what it's like to hurt. Yeah. He's the lion and the lamb. He was slaughtered and he's victorious. Like he's all that, that we would ever dream of ever being but it's actually all hidden yeah. in him and it's crazy how like it, we're in a very interesting place because I feel like so much that the western church is built on is like Jesus is going to make your life better Jesus is going to yeah. like break through and that is it's true right. like there right. is aspects of like he is a healer yeah. and we've seen him heal bodies and he is a way maker and yeah. we've seen him literally make ways where there is no ways but he is also a vine dresser mm-hmm. yeah. and he's a gardener mm-hmm. and he's a shepherd and he is not in a rush no. With our with the matters of our souls, no. like because no. if 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 something gets built overnight, it'll fall overnight. Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus takes his time. Yeah. He takes his time with our hearts so that we can last for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And so like even it's it's in every single one of our stories. If everyone even in the room was to go around right now, like there's years and years of like really good things, really crappy things, mm-hmm. but it all has acclimated to like. But in all of that, somehow I found the one I was made for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found the one that I was made to love. Yeah. And then from that, everything else is going to flow from that river. Yep. If I'm being honest, whenever I see someone going through a really difficult time, especially if I see them in an isolation season or if I see them, when I see someone who's feeling lost, as weird as it may sound to them, I try to pull them aside and say, listen to me, 
the way you're feeling right now is about to propel you into the best time of your life. This is what God does. I promise you good things are coming after this. I've seen it with my own life. I know what it says in his word that he does use all things together for good and whatever the enemy meant for evil, he will use for our good and Mm -hmm. his glory. And every single time, that's why he says rejoice in your suffering because your suffering is what produces your character and it will Mm -hmm. bring us closer together. Every time I go through a hard time, as crazy as it sounds, I can live with pain and also live with hope. Yes. That I know that something good is coming. And I also know that the pain is bringing me closer to God. It's making me depend on God. And honestly, I'd rather go through these difficult things so that I can feel that dependence on Jesus. Because otherwise I don't want to live a happy life not dependent on him. It's not worth it. I always say, I'm Mm. like, I would go through that pain all over again. Because the way I used to live, it was not sustainable. I mean, depending Mm. upon yourself, you're never going to get through life. Like it's going to be a really, really dark road. And so that's why God brings you through that pain because then you find him and then it's when everything changes. Yeah. Mom. Yeah, Preach, man. Yeah. Fire so, me up. So man. I'm, I'm not going to cry here. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. We the, can't. You, cry. And he knows like the deep, intimate things about our life. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, that's the, it's been like the journey of this like yeah. whole last year of life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally wrote a song about it called Yes. And it's like, if this is what it looks like, then yes. Yeah. Yes. If suffering is what it looks like, at least I'll suffer with you. Like, yeah. if this is my cup, like, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, let it pass. But it's like, honestly, just do your will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's literally the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing, these, like, within this setting, like, it's a very, it, we, we understand that sentiment. But at the end of the day, like, these lights turn off and you guys, like, we go back home and you guys are still in LA. Like, what does it look like to live with these deep, deep convictions? And these, and more than that, it's, it's a convictions that's not like, just because you know, it's like, because you know, like, mm-hmm, in your heart, mm-hmm. like, it's been revealed to you. Like, what is it like to be in a city that people point to this city as like, Yo, like, don't go there if you're a Christian. Like, what is it like to live with these deep convictions in LA? Yeah. How do you guys navigate that? The the way I live now, like, I am so immersed in my scripture. Like, it's truly our lifestyle. I wake up, I'm in the word, I'm listening to um, worship. We We make sure we go to church. We're constantly praying. And I believe that when you have that armor of God on, it's yeah. it's it really does protect us from from the convictions. Do you agree with me, Ange? Absolutely. I think that a, a lot of people say because a lot of people say, if you're a Christian, why would you be in LA? And I I really think that Christians we need Christians in LA because mm-hmm. we need the media in Hollywood has not given a voice to Christians for a very, very long time. And like, yes, it's really hard to be out here and stand firm in who you are, but at the same time, we need to get in there because what's being pushed to everyone through the media and through Hollywood, Hollywood owns this country. Like they own everything. Mm -hmm. And what's being pushed is really dark and it's really bad. So we have to, I think what helps us is that we know our purpose in being here. I used to, and I love acting. I really do. I love the craft. Um, I've done it my whole life. And I used to think that my purpose in life was to be an actor. My purpose in life is to spread the gospel and acting is just the means in which I do that now. Yeah. And I understand my purpose and that makes it a lot easier. And I'm, we're just, we're really intentional about who we wanna be, what character we wanna have. And we know that if we don't stay close to Jesus, we could easily become people that we don't wanna be. 
So when we know that, we just, we guard our hearts, we guard our eyes, we guard our ears. We're just, we're careful, you know what I mean? And one thing that we have that I know not everybody has is we have the boldness to know that we don't care if people think we're weird because we go to church like five times a week. We don't, you know what I mean? Like, I think other people who maybe are not as strong in that just need to remember that if, if you're doing something that's right by God, it doesn't matter what other people think or say about you. It truly doesn't. In 1 Peter chapter 3, it says that even if you are suffering for righteousness, you are blessed. So if you're suffering for Jesus, you're blessed. If you're suffering for yeah. doing what is right, you're blessed. And often when you are doing what is right, you might suffer because there's always gonna be opposition to being light and to Jesus. And so we just... We encourage people, if you're struggling with keeping those convictions, just understand that like, we don't need to fear man. We only need to fear God. That's all yeah. that matters. And another thing I'll say too is you do have to be careful because if you put yourself in a position that you're not supposed to be in, the devil's funny and he will plant seeds yeah. in your head. So we make it. We make sure we really don't put ourselves in weird uh, situations. We don't go certain places like, we don't really, we're not in the scene in yeah, Hollywood and things exactly. like that. But you yeah. do have to have to be careful. I mean, not even just in Hollywood, anywhere. You don't mm. want to put yourself in weird situations because the enemy works in really funny ways, you know, yeah, we, and tempts you. Exactly. The thing is, we have a lot of friends in the world that who are still our friends. They might not be in our immediate circle, but who are surrounded by a lot of drugs, yeah. a lot of drinking. I yeah. mean, I've seen more drugs in my lifetime than a normal person. Like it's it's really normal. People do weird things in LA. We simply don't go to these places. Yeah. We don't go to parties. We don't like, we, we might go to dinner in Santa Monica and that's about it. So that's honestly how we keep our convictions. I mean, where I grew up, you guys, how, LA is nothing. <laughs> the yeah. stuff that I had to see growing up. That alone, I will never go near a drug just by yeah, what yeah, I yeah. grew up seeing. So yeah. I feel like it's different in LA because it's like, it's the abuses there. It just looks pretty. It yeah, does. exactly. Like they so put makeup normal. on it. People look yeah. so healthy, but they're yeah. just not on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. What you're talking about is so, it's, it's literally like the relational aspect with the Lord. It's like, yo, like if, if we even talk about like, if, if you're in love with someone and you have a partner, it's like, I, I'm not, single like I me and this person have entered into a covenant like if we're married if he is really the bridegroom and we are really the bride like yeah we have a responsibility to guard the love yeah you know like so I'm not gonna if, if I'm in a relationship with somebody I'm not gonna go here and do this because I know that I, I want to live above reproach I don't want to yeah. even like leave the door open to anything exactly because that's how much I value the love and it's not like it's not like oh we're better than that it's like no it was just different yeah like I've I'm I've found the real thing once you find that, you can't let it go. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like you'll do everything sure. to take care of that. So yeah, true. that's exactly you know? what it is. Like, if if you're in a relationship, you're not gonna go somewhere that's gonna compromise your relationship yeah. or hurt the other person. That's mm-hmm. how we feel. I'm not saying that we're perfect. Obviously, we yeah. stumble and fall all the time, but it, we're just really intentional about it. And and we know, like, I think what helps with Ari and I is that we mm-hmm. we didn't grow up in these like in these like really Christian families. Yeah. We didn't grow up with strict boundaries from our parents and stuff like that. So we have tasted and seen the world and it's not good. We know that the Lord is good. And like we go on the podcast because we want people younger than us to not have to make the mistakes that we did. You don't don't have to even go and try this this stuff in this world because it's not like God, Jesus is the only thing that can satisfy you. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, so true. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I would have grown up in a in a Christian household, but I'm actually glad I saw all the stuff I did. Yeah. You know, I'll never touch it. Yeah. That's why we really want to help younger kids because it's not good. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's, that's a beautiful. that's a real thing. I feel like people don't talk about this enough. I actually talked to someone recently and they were like, I feel like I need to go through a phase where I just like wild out because then my testimony is it, my testimony is boring right now. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you were dead and now you're alive. That yeah. is not boring. Yeah. No. No. If you can, if hear me out, young person, if you can avoid hurt and pain, avoid it. Oh, yeah. please. Like please. if you can avoid going crazy in college when you leave your Christian school, like if you can avoid hurting your parents by doing a bunch of like crazy stuff, if you can avoid being abused in that relationship with that boy or yeah. abused in that relationship with that girl, if you can avoid all that stuff, please do it. It is not what the world chalks it up no. to be. Yeah. It doesn't make your story cooler. It Mm-mm. doesn't make your testimony better. It, it doesn't. Honestly, you know what a beautiful testimony is? I thank God that he caught me at such a young age. Yes. And I've been yes. walking faithfully for so many years. Yes. Like thank that's you. beautiful. It's that really so is. It's so true. It's so, so true. I think I, I would just encourage younger people to understand, just like you said, the bot, like God, God didn't just make rules for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I was somebody who at one point thought that. I thought, why? Why does he want to take away the things that we like and what, what we want and what our flesh wants? Why can't we just like get, have everything we want and do whatever we want? Because sin separates you from God. And if you make those mistakes when you're younger, you will, God will save you. Jesus will heal you. But unfortunately, you will have to deal with the fallout of that sin and all yeah. those things that you did. And trauma happens. And and there's things that you have to unpack and heal for years to come. If I could go back, and of course I'm happy for everything that's ever happened yeah. to me because it's made mm-hmm. me who I am. Mm-hmm. However, if I could go back and, and stop myself from doing a couple of things that have had lasting effects, I would. It's not yeah. It's not worth it. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's great. It really, really isn't. I, I just, by the short conversation we've had, admire so much how you guys seem to love the word of God so much. I mean, you've referenced it obviously so many times. You talk about waking up and spending time with him. Practically, um, what what does like your daily time with God look like? I'm gonna start. Yeah, so I will wake up. I think it's really important to read the word in the, as, in the morning before you do anything, if you can. Um, I will probably read about two chapters in a Psalm when I wake up, I put on a candle, have my coffee. I have that alone time with Jesus. And then I will put on a prayer, um, Grace for Purpose prayers. I don't know if you've ever heard them. Mm -hmm. It's on YouTube. It's these guided prayers. They're incredible. I'll do that. I'll say my own prayer. I'll really just, I hit my knees every single morning. Um, I make sure to do that, really humble myself before God and I give him my day. And I'm like, today is yours. I might have a couple of requests, but more importantly, like I just want to do what you want me to do today. Mm-hmm. You guide my steps. Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to talk to? That's what my mornings looks like. Yeah, I would say my the same. I really like to listen to worship music. I was someone who is really new into the Bible. So when I started reading the Bible, I was like, what is all this? <laughs> yeah. Like it was foreign to me. <laughs> foreign to me. <laughs> Um, So what I really like to do, because I know it can be really hard for some people, especially young people, to to open up a Bible and just start reading. Yeah. Um, I like to to 
to have a subject. So I say, okay, I want to, I want to something on purpose. So I'll, I'll, I'll look up um, stories in the Bible about purpose. I'll read the story. And then I, what I actually do is I'll watch a video on it. Mm-hmm. I'll actually, what is, what is the video? I don't know. It's that like I, kid video. It's like a kid video, <laughs> but it, liter- it literally That's helps fire. me so much. And then I'll research, I'll research about the story and really get a better understanding. That's how I learn. Yeah. about the Bible. I mean, I like to to read one to two, two chapters because it really sets the tone for the day. But when I when I really want to understand things, that's really what I do. Yeah. I um I pick a subject. We do that before because we like to read um a story every time before our podcast on our podcast. Yeah. And so we'll study it. It's really important because it, it gives you a better understanding about the Bible yeah, and I the w- stories. Definitely. I would also encourage everybody to, because the Bible is so hard to read. I would encourage you to get, I like the new King James version. I would start with like a new international version, yeah. um, an English standard version. Those are a little bit easier. A study Bible helps so much. If there's something you don't understand, you can just go to the bottom and it gives you an explanation. And then also invite the Holy Spirit every single time mm-hmm. you're reading the yeah. Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me comprehend this. I don't want to just read what's on the paper. Let me see it in my mind. I like to, the Holy Spirit sometimes will help me envision what I'm reading and, and it like really gets planted into my heart. Um, so invite God into your into your Bible sessions because He will help you comprehend it and you will. will. He will strengthen your mind so much that you'll start to understand all the, you know, really hard things in the Bible, like Genesis and Exodus and the things that are hard to follow. Sermons too, you guys. Sermons changed my life. Yeah. Like I said, Stephen Furtick, I, he, the way he explains things is, is incredible. And sermons helped me so much understand. Yeah. Um, And in church too, I mean, really make it a point to go to church on Sundays and worship and listen. Yeah. It's changed my life also going to church. Yeah. Like we never miss church on Sundays. That's and if you beautiful. have to watch it, make sure you watch sermon on it. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. I love that so much. How important in your walk is community to you guys? So I've had an interesting relationship with community, um, like a Christian community for a while. It is important. It's really important. God wants us. I, over the years, have been somewhat of like a church hopper. Like I I have so many different churches that I like, so I'll go to different ones. There have been, if I'm being honest, like, especially when I first came into my faith, I remember when I moved back to Hollywood because I had lived in the Valley, I had made some Christian friends um, and I quickly felt, oh, my relationship with God is so pure. I felt almost like the, the, the pain that people can cause can really t- cause you to turn away from Christian community. And my relationship with God was so pure that I was like, I don't want anybody tainting that. But then I realized that I, I, people are flawed. Humans are flawed. Like we're always gonna fall short of being, you know, um, living like Jesus. So I have my really close people. I have my mentors. I have my pastors. I have Ari. I have a couple of other close girlfriends. And then I have my family and like my mom and we pray together. And that's like the community that I have within the church. Yeah, we have our three churches that we love so much. And we just, we have Pastor Torre. He comes what, twice a month at yeah. uh, one Potter's house. The we Ray go, Roberts. Yeah. yeah. He's the we love 
that church is so anointed. Yeah. It's incredible. And then I have my church, Vintage Church in Santa Monica, and then Mosaic. Yeah. So we, yeah, we kind of. Hop what do you around. guys think about community? Yeah. It's obviously so important, but what yeah. was your take? No, I, I mean, I think in my life personally, it's been super, super important. I think touching on some of the stuff you talked about. I think that like mentor relationship yeah. is super yeah. important. Also, I mean, Paul sets the example perfectly, right? Timothy had Paul, Paul had Timothy. Mm -hmm. I think getting poured into by somebody who's further down the road is so yeah. important. Pouring into somebody that maybe isn't far as far along as you guys or us. Um, and and then the the Barnabases, the the people who are kind of in that same season of life as you. Yeah. Like I cannot even tell you how important like my relationship with Nate is and like a couple of our other close friends, like mm -hmm. the the ability to be able to like bear each other's pain, yeah. mm. sharpen each other mm. on days when I'm not doing good and yeah. maybe he is like, he's able to pick me up and then vice versa. And so I think community in my life has been huge. And, yeah. and Jesus modeled that first, right? Like yeah. with the disciples and so, me personally, I think it's massive, yeah. and, and being planted in in your in your church wherever that might be, um, I think is also something that um, has changed my life. Like yeah. I feel like the local church is so important for um, whatever city it's in, and so being involved in that I think is is huge as well. Yeah. So yeah, we Man, weren't I meant can't... to like do life alone. Like no, humans no. are not meant to be alone. No. Like, that's why isolation is such a such a tactic of the enemy. Like sometimes yes. he doesn't even need to like go crazy. He, if he can just get you alone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then he then he wins because that's when, you know, he it's a it's like a lone it's like a literally like a lone wolf type of situation. You're more vulnerable when you're not surrounded. But yeah. community is everything. Yeah, yeah. it like, is. It's it's literally a way that we overcome. Like the Bible says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not able to speak up to anybody about like what's really going on in my yeah. life, like not like the cute like Christian version. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like. Yeah. Hey, I feel like wilding out right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like an absolute tweak show. Like, I'm really depressed. Or like, right. dude, I just feel so disoriented. I'm like, yeah. sometimes, and it's like, I'll walk into the house and just start talking and I'm a verbal processor. So like, I can't imagine what that would be like alone. Like, if I didn't have a JT, if I didn't have the mentors in my life. And I actually really relate to what you're saying about like, having different locations, even churches, right? Yeah. Because it's like, I'm trying to get as much of Jesus as I can. And yeah. this, I can get a lot of him in this way here and a lot of him in this way here. And I love, and we're actually a body. Like, I don't believe in churches having beef. Like if churches absolutely are like, this is not. my member and this, I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, that's no, not it. Like, this is a kingdom. This is a family. Like, yeah. I should be able to go to my uncle's house and my aunt's house and my cousin's house. Like, it's all one big family. So I think that that's actually an advantage that you like. Yeah. You guys have different wells you can draw from. We do. And we get different things from different places and from different really pastors. Do. Exactly. Um, really me do. and Ari, I mean, the most godly relationship I have in my life truly is my friendship with Ari. It's, we <laughs> don't know what we would do without <laughs> each other. It's and, and we have spent a long time like being in Hollywood, being surrounded by such, you know, ungodliness in a lot of ways that we look to each other. When I'm 50, when I'm 20%, she's 80. When she's yeah. 10, I'm 90. Like the way we pick each other up is so unbelievable. And like we see it in each other's eyes. Ari is like very good about speaking her mind. She's really good about being 
you know, like wearing her heart on her sleeve and she'll come to me and be like, I need this. I need help in this area. And I'm, I'm going through this. What should I do? I am a little bit more silent. I will suffer in silence sometimes and I won't tell anybody. And most people won't even know. She needs one look at me. She knows exactly. And she's like, what? What is it? Come on, <laughs> talk. Like, yeah. and she gets it out. Of, she's the only person that I have that with. I can't get anything past her. It's the most, I don't know what I would do without her. Yeah, yeah my my friends, I, I'm telling you, they're my family. They have, they're literally my angels. But I, when I started getting deep into my faith, I just kept, talking to God being like, please bring me a Christian friend that I can relate to, that I can pray with because my other friends don't think I'm going nuts. <laughs> they're, they're not super religious. So I just kept praying, please bring me a Christian friend that I can just do this walk with. And when I tell you, he brought me her at the perfect time to a T what I was asking for. I mean, That's we crazy. are the same person. And I just, I look at her and I thank God every single day. Like, thank you for bringing me my best friend. She is literally my partner through this life. Yeah. Sometimes your soulmates are your, is your best friend. 100%. You, <laughs> you, you truly are my soulmate. <laughs> how, did we, did we, how did you guys meet though? Yeah. Like, what's the story oh, behind you guys meeting? this is the best meeting? story ever. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we were at a, a modeling job and um, I, it was my birthday and I was broken. Like I just was broken and I go in and I'm getting my makeup done and I cry four times. My makeup comes off four times. I had to redo it. And I just, I, I, I was like, I can't do this. And all of a sudden I look and there she is. She takes my hand. I have no idea who she is. She looks at me and she goes, I don't know you and I don't know what you're going through, but we're going to get through this together. Whoa. And it was like, I'm not even I had to double look at her because I thought it was an angel. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And, and she's just, she just sat there with me and held my hand. And I just was like, and after that, we were. I don't know. Yeah, I had never met her before. Friends. I was like, this Yeah, what was girl, going which, through your head? I was just like, what's, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> and I just sat next to her and I was like, hey, you're like, you're good. We're gonna, we'll get through this together. And then we just all of a sudden started talking, talking and then we realized we had the same sense of humor and we're <laughs> both, you know, is is just a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And, and we knew that it was just God ordained. Like, I can't even yeah. tell you. We, it really we was. We felt like we had known each other in another life. Like it was so, it was incredible. It Holy was God. Fun. It was God. Yeah. That's why when pe people ask us all the time, how do we find godly friendships like you guys? Guys, ask him, pray on it, say mm -hmm. yes to things. Uh, um, I would sit in church. I would go to church all by myself every Sunday when I was in my isolation season. Say yes, just just do things, put yourself out there. Yeah. I promise those friendships will come to you. God wants us all to have community and friendships. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He wants that for us and he will bring that to to you guys. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. I yeah. love that. That's fine. Um, when, when, when you guys are kind of navigating being in the worlds that you guys are in, acting, modeling, um, social media, I think something that young people um, and, and just anybody deal with so much these days is like comparison. Because mm. we can paint this picture on social media that like everything's perfect and they're having more fun than me and they're more successful than me and they're more beautiful than me. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever struggle with that, and and if so, how 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 has God kind of like brought you through that? Um, comparison is I, I've if I'm being honest, I've always had a pretty healthy relationship with social media and other like women specifically in general. I don't 
like struggle that much with comparison because I really believe that I know what God says in his word that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that there's only one me. If he knew me before, uh, before I was formed in my mother's womb, that means I'm so special and, and specific mm-hmm. that I don't need to look left or right to know that I, I, I have so much value. Um, and so the comparison thing is, I think what also helps me is that I know I have posted so many things on Instagram that look so great and I was probably having the worst day of my life. So I have a deep understanding that uh, Instagram is a highlight reel. It's not real. Like we don't post the bad moments. And if someone does post the bad moments, everyone's like, you know what I mean? I, no one even takes it seriously. It's it's. It's all an illusion. Right. That's yeah. what helps me. Yeah, I um, I was someone who actually did compare myself a lot. I got to a point where I was like, I want to get married. I want to move to a farm. I want to <laughs> have babies. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. And, North Carolina type. Right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds so, like North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Angela, you're, you're a little bit more uh, good. But I was, I was really, I became really insecure. And I was just like, but... As I got deeper into my faith, I realized that we all have our own purpose. We all have struggles. And being in LA, you guys, you see, it's it really is all an illusion. I mean, yeah. nothing is what it is online. Yeah. Everyone's putting on their best moments. It's not real. Yeah. We say this so much on our podcast. And there's room for everyone. Yeah. Everyone, there is room for everyone. So, I mean... Everyone has edited photos. Everyone's putting on their best moments. It's it's it really is all an illusion, and I it's tough because I I can't imagine being a kid right now in oh my this gosh, era. I can't where, even what imagine what we're living in with Instagram and TikTok and watching TikTokers make millions of dollars just by dancing. It's 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 tough. Like no one wants to work anymore. Everyone wants to just be on social media. But I just yeah. It, it really, I can't say this enough. It's all an illusion and it's not real. Yeah. Just focus on yourself. Fo- focus on yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So yeah. much of that is like, it is scary. Like you said, like being a kid nowadays, I think that it's the highest rate for like depression and anxiety mm-hmm. within lower age groups. I know. Like what, like, can you guys touch on that? Like, what would you say to people that are struggling? Like you even shared like a little bit about your journey, like, yeah. What what would you say to encourage someone that is like in in such a dark season like of anxiety and depression? I th- I think when it comes to social media, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I really would like to dive deeper into the studies of like the effects that it's having on people because I don't think that God ever intended us to. So I feel like social media has made us very similar to God in the sense that we're basically omnipresent. We're kind of all knowing. We're kind like wow. we can see what other people are doing all the time. We can see what other people are saying, basically what they're thinking because all their thoughts are online. And I don't think that we were created with the emotional and mental and spiritual capacity to handle all of this. Mm-hmm. And so it's way, way too much for our small brains to comprehend. I believe that God intended for us to like stay in our own lane. Yeah. And social media has given us way too much access to each other. And I think the only way to overcome that is first to recognize what's going on. And then two, it's, you just got to keep your eyes on Jesus. I know that's like so simple, but if you don't, you will get carried away in like a, a flood of of other people's stuff. 
Yeah, I think social media is a great thing. And I and I think a lot of it is from the enemy as well. We, we're having things thrown in our face all day. Well, you should be doing that and you should be here and you should be making yeah. this amount of money. And, and we're like sitting at home and watching people and luxurious vacations. And we're like, well, we want to be here. We want right. to be this far. Like, yeah. don't think it's not tough for us as well. Like sometimes oh it's, 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 the enemy is getting thrown at us all through the day. We're all going through it. Yeah. But like Angela said, Really, it's keep your eyes on Jesus. And, and also just look at the effects that it has on relationships. I mean, think about back in the day when there was no social media, there was probably only like a couple beautiful girls in school, right? right. So it's like you were happy with the spouse that you had because right. you didn't have all these options. Mm-hmm. Now, why would you stay together when you have literally hundreds of options at the disposal, uh, disposal of your thumbs? Like yeah. it's... Really, if you are not cognizant of the fact that this is all fake and you need to be grateful and appreciative for what is true and right in front of you, you can really get caught up in not thinking right. Yeah. You know? I've been thinking about that so much recently. Like like comparing like now to like back in the day when there was no social media. Like I I truly don't believe we were wired in a way to be able to like handle that. It's all too much. Dude, we're freaks now. Yeah. Well, even just like at least, you know, back in the day, it's like you went through a breakup and you could have maybe never even seen the person ever again. Now you can see everything they're doing. We're still on each other's close friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're you're looking from your burner. It's like you, you, yeah, you could literally, it's like they're still in your life. It's hard to break. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, our mind is everywhere instead of being focused. Yeah. It's so, it's so much. It's so wild. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. We've been, we've been asking this question a lot recently and, I, and I've loved some of the answers. Um, <laughs> but what would you guys tell your high school selves? If you could tell your high school self one thing, what would it be? What would yours be? Oh, I heard the I heard the Chusets right there. The Massachusetts. You heard it. What yeah. did I say? I don't. The way you just said, what would, what would, your, yours, be? What would yours be? <laughs> oh my god! You know I can't say orange. Orange. Wow. How do you say it? I think it was pretty good. I, wait, I, I feel like you just said it twice. Yeah. I said it right. Yeah. Orange. orange? Wait, orange. say it again. Or orange. You say it with an R instead of an or, but that's okay. Is it? You don't have to <laughs> change okay. that. Affirming immediately. <laughs> never change that. I heard it a lot in married. 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 Oh, that, is very, yeah. that is very mass. Married. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, okay, f- first of all, I look back when I was in high school and I would have just told myself, just stop trying to grow up so fast. Yeah. You mm. have your whole life. And I just think I would have been more of a kid and not been focusing on boys and just really just been more of a kid. I think I grew up really fast. And if, and I always say this to her, if I would have known God when I was younger, like I really, I don't know why they're not praying. Like in schools, I went to a public school. I wish they had us praying and, and reading something in the Bible. If they would have had that in school, my life would have been a lot more easier. Yeah. So if I were to tell something like my high school self, I would really like pray, pray before things, go mm-hmm. to church, like really focus on Jesus. I didn't have that. And my life was really, really difficult mm-hmm. and hard, my, my childhood, because I didn't, I didn't grow up in that. I wish I did. Any, you didn't any, have direction. I didn't have direction. I didn't have mentors, Christian mentors. And that's why anyone that has that, 
thank you, Jesus, that you have that. That is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would tell my younger self to just relax. Yeah. I would be like, stop <laughs> everything you're doing. I, I like, I just like, all right, I wanted to grow up so fast. I grew up in like a very traditional Albanian household, which is in Eastern Europe. Um, and so my parents were wildly strict mm. and they are my best friends, the greatest people in the world. But unfortunately, be, them being so strict made me like, it just made me wild. And and I just, I was such a rebellious kid. I got in trouble my whole life. When I was in school, I was always like in detail, like I was just always getting in trouble. And I wish if I could tell myself anything, I would be like, you are more than enough. Mm. Jesus loves you so much. You don't need to act out. You actually can just sit and be quiet because that is who you are at your mm. core, but you're doing too much. That's yeah. what I would tell myself. That's great. I love that. I love that. That's so yeah. good. That's so good. Well, uh, before we wrap up, this has been so much fun. I oh, feel yeah. like there's got to be like a part two. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's, there's so lot. much. Can I we do part two you, in you, North Carolina? You, yes. Can we yeah. shake on that? Shit. Shake oh, you yeah. saw it right here down. first yes, on the pod. We're doing a part two, in, part two North in North Carolina. Okay. I literally That'd feel, be fire. It's already been an hour, and hey. I feel like I could just continue. I know, me yeah, too. A lot. Can you guys come on Girls Gone Bible, first of all? Of course. <gasps> that's, we need that's, you. That's, so yes, good. That's of course. Yeah, we would love, love to. That. It'd be so fun. Be so fun. We're going on Girls Gone Bible. Part two Let's of go. this one's happening. North Carolina. Amazing. Ari's dream is going to come true. We got to give Ari a super Carolina. She's going to find her husband North Carolina. He's going to be in the woods chopping like down trees. She, she, that's her dream. Don't Farm. start with her. She loves oh, it. Oh, yeah. Everything. We're going to have to do it somewhere and just have some guy just yeah. chopping wood behind yes. us. Yes. Let's go do it at like a farmhouse or something. Wait, Dude, no, I have to pee so yeah. bad. Can we do it at Dude, all I have to pee so, so bad. It's insane. You I'm do? not even going to okay, lie. Go. Like, no, no, no. Um... You want to do that elevation? Of yes. Course we can. No, let's oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, when you guys come down, we'll do the whole thing. We'll, we'll give you a whole tour. We'll give you a tour. Is November like a good month to come? Is it, is it pretty? Is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's birthday. like end of fall. We're going for my birthday. My birthday's November 9th. Let's go. Let's we do out. it. All right. That's, That's it. Right. November 9th. It's beautiful. Yeah, it'll it's be really fall. Pretty. So, like, the, the leaves will be changing. Amazing. Yeah. Wait. Before we. Uh, go to the bathroom and close this podcast out. Is there anything that you guys have coming up that you want to plug on the? We're just we just keep doing our episodes every Tuesday right now. We're yeah. to, we're working on getting a live baptism going. Yeah, we're Whoa, gonna do we're gonna fire. do a Girls Gone Bible baptism yeah. here pretty soon. Dang. Let's go. Um, we just we have Girls Gone Bible. We release episodes every Friday. All yes. things Jesus, the Bible. We welcome anyone to come watch, even if you're not Christian or young or whatever. Everyone is is welcome. Yes. So that's Beautiful. what we do. Thank so you guys fun. so much. Thank you guys so, so much. Best first guest time ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> there won't ever be another one. <laughs> that's so fire. So oh, you guys so are fun. literally so sweet. I know. Oh, you guys, I, you guys are awesome. No, I felt so comfortable. Do you know how nervous we get before our own thing when it's just her and I in the no. room? I don't know why. It's weird. But with you, this was the most comfortable I've yeah. ever no felt. Way. I yeah. can't believe it. That means so much. It's like Thank talking you to our friends. So much. That's, that's at Penel's County. Do so Don, Donnie's from there too. What are we talking about? I was in the six, so I had to do the dance.